This is the We Are Memphis Wrestling Podcast with your host, J.D. Rieger. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 7 of We Are Memphis Wrestling, the free podcast from Memphis Wrestling Plus. For exclusive content, I'm talking full matches that you can't see anywhere else, plus news, interviews, podcasts, behind-the-scenes photos, and more. Please check out MemphisWrestlingPlus.com and become a subscriber. This week on the show, we've got WWE Hall of Famer Bushwhacker and Sheep Herder Luke, the head of security for Memphis Wrestling, Big Dan, and the owner of 96X, John Michael. Let's get into it. I'm at the Wrestle Center with Bushwhacker and Sheep Herder Luke. Sir, it's an honor to talk to you on it's the podcast. It's great to be on your podcast. What's the name of your podcast, mate? We are Memphis Wrestling. Memphis Wrestling. It's great to be here back in Memphis. Many battles that I had here with the Fantastics, and I've been over, and as the Bushwhackers, I was here numerous times with different uh, talent from WWF. But it's great to be back here. Absolutely. I wanted to ask you, you had a couple of different runs in Memphis as the Sheep Herders. One with uh, Jonathan Boyd and one with Butch, who most people know as your partner. Yes. Which one? Which one do you remember the most fondly? Well, here the biggest run I had in Memphis was with Jonathan Boyd. Butch had gone home to his wife was giving him the dear John, and that's so he had to go home to try and mend that. Butch and me have been partners since 1965, 66 in New Zealand, and we come over here to North America in 72. And this was 81. I had this run with Jonathan Boyd as a sheep. When Butch left home, I had to get someone from down under with that voice to be a partner. And Jonathan was well known before as a royal kangaroo, but they had broken up. Uh, he had broken up, and I got him in as a sheep herder. And we came in here and had one hell of a run against the fa- fabulous ones with Jackie Fargo at the start. And uh, it was just uh, tremendous. Uh, you know, the places were sold out everywhere. It was something different. We did we did it, uh, I couldn't say an angle, we did something to the uh, commissioner, and the commissioner was an ex-wrestler and Jerry Jarrett's father-in-law. Oh, right, right. Do you know who he was? The name of the guy? No, Eddie Marlin? Eddie Marlin. Yeah, I got <laughs> well, it. <laughs> yeah, yeah hey, I'll, g- I'll give you points there, mate, for history. And yeah, we laid out, uh, you, we did something at the start, and um, on the television, and we were we were beating up our talent before they got to the ring, and uh, and abusing the country, and saying this was the latrine of North America at the time, <laughs> and um, and that's when he came up the commission. He says, I, I'm going to have to uh, suspend you people, you know, before you get going or finish you, blah blah blah. We dragged him in the ring and laid him out with a coal miner's glove, and he was bleeding, and that ambulance took him away, and that's when Jerry Laura and uh, Bill Dundee jumped in the, and they and they come out and said you're fired and that's when the jury lawyer come out and said no don't fire them it's better if we kick their ass out and that's <laughs> when he got Bill Dundee and um, that's when we started our uh, our run with Bill Dundee and Jerry Lawler and then we switched to the fabulous ones and those were some legendary legendary matches with the fabulous ones for sure notorious we ran that I guess we ran with them for five months all over this territory every week same same tag matches but uh, same guys we work with but different names of matches
matches. We did so many different matches here. There was blood and guts. There was wild times, but all the arenas were full. When you signed to WWF at the time and became the Bushwhackers, the, the presentation changed completely. Was that hard to adjust to for you guys? No, we, we were professionals, mate. You know, we knew that um, you know if we had to change, and that uh, we had we had to change and that. And you know, being with WWE, uh, being in NWA, we were known as wrestlers. As soon as we went to WWF, we became celebrities. Vince put you on a different platform altogether. You're you you're doing a meal. You're doing sportsmen sportsmen the year meals around the country. We were doing toy the toy world, all all different things away from wrestling. You know what I mean? It's, you know, a, whole, to, it's to a whole bring, different level. Yeah, to bring to bring different audiences into our business. That's where Vince sent us, and we're on a lot of shows too. You know, and Regis and, and Kathy Lee. Kathy Lee ran out on us. We were in these <laughs> squares. We were. Uh, well, here's another show we were well known, and they played it for years. Steve Urkel, Family Matters. Family Matters, sure. I yeah, used to watch that. They played the runoffs of us for years and years and years. And you get. I bet you get. Really uh, residual checks from that. Yeah, eh? we did. It's over now, though. That was '95. Uh, yeah, we did that. But um, that's how. Uh, yeah, it was a big change at the start. They they gave us the name. The, you know, we got home after having the meeting with Vince, and Vince uh, Butch rang me up. He says they've sent the wrong contracts to us. They've got the the Bushwhackers. <laughs> and I said to Butch, Hey, Vince wants to own us, own our name. So that's when he changed. You know, the name Butchwhacker. Now the gimmick they never gave us the gimmick. They told us we want between the sheep herders and the uh, moon dogs. And when sheep herders have been on, on uh, Ted Turner Network, TBS, and TNT. For, sure, Clash oh, of the Champions, all uh, kinds of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. We've been on that for 10 years. And that and uh, the moon dogs have been on USA Network for 8 years or 6 years. So we decided to do something completely different. And hence, the um, arm swinging and the head licking came up. For sure. I, I, and, uh, and people don't remember wrestlers. They remember the characters. And I still get stopped all the time because of the 1991 Royal Rumble, where I was out in five seconds. I was just about to ask you about that. I rewatched that recently, and that is just a classic moment. Yeah, classic. How much did it mean to you? And this will be my last question. I know you got to get back to the merch table. How much did it mean to you to get uh, into the Hall of Fame in 2015? Oh, but when they rang me up and told me about the Hall of Fame and that you know, I said straight, straight away about bloody time <laughs> they laughed at that no it was great that was a highlight of our life mate you know going you know after coming from a little country of three million people coming over to this world you know people look all around the world if you want to come a movie star they look for Hollywood come a wrestler you look at the United States you know what I mean yeah. you know, when I started we didn't have television I started in 62 we never had television to 68. I never saw wrestling ever on television. I never, uh, I never when I first started, I never even knew pro. there was a thing called pro wrestling. You oh, know wow. what I mean? It was a different world. Radio and posters. And that, that so we came over and that, and we climbed the pinnacle. Believe it or not, two guys that brought us over, they were well known in the in the 60s and 70s. The Vachons. Oh, sure. Morris Vachon, 
you know, Mad Dog for Sean and Butcher for Sean. And they're the guys that brought us over in 1972. And they brought Andre the Giant over in 71. And Andre had been 69. Andre had spent three months in New Zealand. And Butcher and me worked handicap matches all over the country with him. Oh, wow. So, so we knew Andre. When we come to, um, it was called Grand Prix out of Montreal, it, it ran all Quebec and it ran Ontario. Oh! And um, when we came there, Andre was the main guy, the baby face, and the main heel was Killer Kowalski. And of course, Killer Kowalski is the one that blew Australia wide open in 65. And we'd been going over to Australia and working there and coming back. So we knew Killer Kowalski, plus we knew Andre the Giant. So we were, we were locked in in a good place when we got to uh, Grand Prix. Wow. I, I, I can honestly just listen to you tell stories about wrestling for eternity, but I, I, I know we can't hold you, but congratulations on a legendary career, and oh my gosh, it's such an honor to have you on the podcast. Uh, mate, I appreciate it, and I'm going to tell everyone, we have a book out now called Blood, Sweat, and Cheers. Now, the blood and the sweat was when we were the Kiwis and the sheep herders, and the cheers are when we were the baby face. Now, this is blood, this, this is a book, is uh, Sex, Drugs, Rock, and Roll. It's very much little in the ring. Very little in the ring. It's all the behind scenes. And boy, there's some wild times in that book. Everybody who's read it said it's one of the best wrestling books I've ever read. So it's out there. Blood, sweat, and tears. It's on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. And if you want one signed copy, go to bushwhackerbrand at gmail.com and um, send your name and address to me, and I will sign the book and send it to you. You can't beat that deal. Bushwhacker Luke, thank you so much. Okay, mateys. To all your fans out there, Memphis Wrestling, love you guys. See you down the road. Whoa! I'm at the Wrestle Center with Big Dan, head of security for Memphis Wrestling. How's yes, it going? Sir. How you doing? I'm doing good. You can you can speak and get up on that mic a little bit. All right, how's that? That's good. That's all good. Right. So, uh, I know there's a couple of things I want to check in with you about. The first is, uh, you were on TV and like, yeah, you know, we're the victim of an of an assault, basically. Right, right. I was attacked by Aaron Roberts and just in case, uh, they had called an ambulance to come wheel me out, take me, take me to get medical treatment. I did crack some ribs and messed up a couple of things, so I was kind of out of a uh, out of whack for a little bit. And. Uh, but you're doing okay now. You're fully yeah. recovered. I see you're a little taped up there, but otherwise you're doing okay. Yeah, a little taped up, but still, still got a little aches and pains. I'm too, I'm getting too old for this. I feel you. And and also, I, I think it should be noted that you recently retired, and congratulations are in order, right? Yeah, I, I recently retired from a local police department, and uh, that was back in November. So had nothing to do with the ambulance ride. Right, nothing. Unrelated. Unrelated. <laughs> it was planned. But congratulations, how many years? On 25 the years. Yeah, wow, that's that's great. So I was two years at another uh, police department that was close by too before that. So 27 years total. Wow. How did you get wrapped up in the wrestling business? Simon. From the posse. From the posse. Uh, and Van Van Horn. Uh, he, I was his road dog for a while, riding up and down the roads with him, so I'd keep him company. Yeah. And 
Then um, Simon kind of pulled me into this. To Memphis wrestling or to the wrestling business? To wrestling in general. Gotcha. And then... Uh, you did some managing for a while, right? Yeah. Yes, I did. And then uh, Dustin called, wanted me to be head of security up here. So I was like, sure, you know, stay in, you know, try to get Memphis Wrestling back up and on the map again. Yeah, yeah. And you you think th- this role, I mean, it's obviously it must be a perfect fit. Ex- ex-police officer security is right there. Yeah, um, I work the door, so I'm the first face you see when you come in. And I try to get them pepped up and yeah. before they even come in the door. First line of defense. That's right. It? Yeah. And then uh, try to keep the uh, the wrestlers safe from the fans and the fans safe from the wrestlers. So. Sure. And at times even the wrestlers safe from each other, I would yeah. assume. Yeah. A lot of times we got to pull them apart and try to get them back to the dressing room. Can you think of what the worst pull apart you've, like, the worst situation you've tried to maintain <laughs> calm in? What was that? Uh, Archer. <laughs> oh, Lance Archer? Oh, that dude's a beast. He's huge. Yeah. Um, it, w- trying to hold him back is like holding back a buffalo. I mean, he was, he was, he's strong. Yeah. Uh, well, he's the murder hawk monster. And then one time I tried to help K. Toomer out of the ring, uh, and he didn't want any part of it. I kind of <laughs> backed off real quick. I said, look, I'm just trying to help. <laughs> he was just trying to stand on his own two feet, I right. assume. Yeah. Well, before I let you go, I did want to ask you, what? there's, there's a lot of wrestling in Memphis. What do you think makes this company, Memphis Wrestling, so special and stand out above all the rest? Oh, the talent here. The the wrestlers are, the guys here are like a big family. Yeah. And that's what I like about it. And they've, uh, they've accepted me into their, into their family, pretty much. Yeah. And it's just an honor and a privilege to work with these guys. And I just love working with this company. They, I, I see... We're growing by leaps and bounds every week. The uh, YouTube chat rooms are just filled with close to 200 people on a Saturday afternoon, and they're from around the world. They're from Europe. They're from Germany. Yeah. Uh, it's we just launched wild. this Memphis Wrestling Plus thing, and we've already got subscribers in over 20 states. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, it's it's nuts. I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting it to just be Memphis folks. Right. Yeah. And seeing people from you know across the ocean, it just amazes me that Memphis wrestling goes that far. Yeah, yeah. It just shows you the reverence that people have for Memphis. You know, mm-hmm. the, the history of Memphis wrestling is just you know, it's hard. It's it's hard to compare anything else to. Yeah, there's a lot of times I've, when I was uh, in high school and out of high, just out of high school, I would go to the Mid-South Coliseum almost every every week. Yeah. I had to find out what was going on. <laughs> yeah, it was must-see TV back in the day. Yeah. For sure. Um, do you still get a... When you're working security, do you still get to enjoy the show? At times. Uh, I'll sit in the crowd and just kind of linger out in the crowd just to make sure that everybody's, you know, behaving. Yeah, yeah. But if they need me, the referee gives me a signal, I'm, I'm right there to help them if they need anything. Yeah. So. Well, I feel better knowing that you're out here watching over everything. And, uh, yeah, Big Dan, I, I appreciate you taking a minute to talk Thank to me. Thank you for inviting me. I enjoyed it. Sure. 
I'm at the Wrestle Center with John Michael from 96X. How you doing, man? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm you look amazing. Thank you. Getting in shape and stuff. Oh, thanks, One man. One of us is. It's good to see you, man. Uh, Memphis wrestling fans know the 96 name X name by now because they've seen the logo, they've seen the insult of the week spots, they, you know, the 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 thing is on the wall in there. So, but um. This is your first time seeing a show, though, right? Yeah, it's my first time seeing. I mean, I've I've, I've watched it on YouTube. Sure, you know, I've watched them on well, YouTube. You got to quality check your commercial spots for sure. <laughs> Make sure it's happening. Make sure. Yeah, I, yeah, and uh, you passed the test, guys. Good job. Um, yeah, this is my first time here. It's it's so exciting. Just I love being a sponsor. Um, Memphis Wrestling is, is you know. For for what we do, it's kind of a great fit for us. It's uh, local business first of all, and you know, wrestling is a part of the cultural fabric of this town. Sure, um, and, and it attracts a fair assortment of weirdos that you know like alternative music. That's just it. But it's a <laughs> but it's a diverse set of weirdos. It's like a perfect slice of. of I say weirdos with all love <laughs> yeah, because w. I am yeah. one. Right, right, I am most certainly one. Yeah, well, we're here, so we're this is yeah. like this is you know Grand Central for weirdos. Gabba Gabba Hey. If you feel a little odd, you should be here. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, uh, for those who don't know, tell us what's going on with 96X. What are your plans? I know that you you had a, you know, you you moved into Young Avenue Sound and then had to put it on brief pause for like a health thing. But now now you're back. Yeah, I just got back into into town yesterday from, from, you know, doing my little... I had cancer, and I, I did. Uh, I know you didn't want to. Yeah, let's not gloss. No, I'm fine bringing so it up. So you guys didn't realize that this—that's what this podcast is about. Yeah, <laughs> Everybody's yeah. tuned out. I don't want to hear this. That's sorry, the, sorry. That's guys. the sound of iPods clicking. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't mean to bum you guys. Yeah, anyway, it's fine now. I'm better. And so I got back into town yesterday. And um, Now you're ready to take over the effing world. Dude, it's, that's that's what it's like. All the gear is, is is there at Young Avenue Sound in the Cooper Young neighborhood. We're going to build build the studio out and start local shows and yeah, just kind of see how it evolves. It's, you know, kind of this grand experiment to, to see see what happens. And um, so I'm just so super stoked about that to get, to get, you know, literally to come back and build out the studio and then to fill it up and rip it man it's going to be a lot of fun yeah yeah and i'm i'm hopeful that will this relationship uh, between 96x and memphis wrestling will grow we've talked about maybe promoting some live shows together in the future so uh you know without giving too much away i think that there's a lot of cool opportunities for us to work together and i'm excited i think so too i mean it, again this the cultural you know it's it, it holds such importance in memphis you know no matter no matter if you watch it or not you know about it you know what it means and um yeah just being a part of it is tons of fun and and when i think memphis wrestling was at its height it was really tied to the music community in this town pretty tightly oh sure jerry jerry lawler spent most of his career trying to be a musician <laughs> right, right trying very hard but i think that just the parallel between this and rock and roll is 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 um it's it still exists and not just rock and roll but but all kinds of music and so yeah i'm, I'm interested in in um seeing if if again i think when memphis wrestling in its first kind of iteration was it was at its peak that was kind of it was at that level of cultural significance and importance it was yeah. kind of hand in hand with rock and roll it was crazy something like you know one in two households would be like tuned in to memphis wrestling back in the day amazing something, right something ludicrous un- you know probably unattainable yeah i mean uh, legit and every kid grew up watching it and um and we still watch it and uh, you know you look out into the crowd you see kids you see you know the elderly and you see everybody in between and it's one of the few things i think in memphis you know that we can no all insults s- about bushwhacker loop now. <laughs> yeah no no but i mean it's just 
all kinds of Memphians are, are, you know, grew up on wrestling. And so just being a part of it's a lot of fun. And being here to, today to see it and to, to see you guys, it's just way cool. It's cool. I love what you're doing. Oh, thanks, man. And we, uh, you know, I, I've had a little bit of a hand in putting 96X and Memphis Wrestling together in the first place. Absolutely. I don't mind admitting. And, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm happy to see you back. And I'm, I'm psyched to see where this whole thing goes. The 96X, the wrestling, and, you know, together, hopefully. Well, thank you for including me, man. Yeah. Always good to see you. It's good to see you. We'll we'll talk more off the air. All right. Awesome. All right. Let's do exactly that. Let's do that now. All right. The We Are Memphis Wrestling Podcast is produced by J.D. Rieger for Memphis Wrestling Plus. Our ring announcer is Terrence Ward. Our theme music is High Rise by Glory. For more information and exclusive content, visit memphiswrestlingplus.com.